Hey loves, welcome back to Strip Down. Oh my God, I cannot even tell you how excited I am for today. I have been trying to get this incredible force, a woman, a mama, like you have no idea. We've been trying to make this happen for so long. Things have finally aligned and I'm just so grateful and excited to have her on my show. I have the amazing Diana Madison. She is a social media influencer. She's an entrepreneur, personality, actress, producer. She's the co-founder of Upstep Studios, a multi-channel property that includes Holly Scoop, The Fumble, Nerdwire, and of course, Diana's podcast, Dream Big, which is incredible. Her network reaches over 500 million viewers each month, and the brand's channel recently celebrated over 3 billion views. Like, no big deal. <laughs> Interning at E! and Entertainment Tonight after college, Diana found a lack of on-camera hosting positions, and undeterred, she forged opportunities for herself. And what I really, truly love about Diana is, you know, not only did she create her own content and become one of the first YouTubers with a web-based talk show and interview series like those you see on network TV, but what has really inspired me about Diana, about following her on social and who she is, you know, as a woman and a mom and everything is she just goes for it. When she says dream big, she means it. If she wants to go for something, she just does. And so like Diana's show, you know, aired weekly on AOL, Amazon, Roku, YouTube, MSN, Daily Motion, you name it. And she's one of the most influential artists and just, you know, like Mariah Carey, John Legend, like this goes on. And, you know, I, I just like, when you, when you look at a woman like that, and especially someone who's a mom of two, you're like, wow, you just go for it. And you really do dream as big as your heart desires. And one of her biggest new, you know, accomplishments has been her skincare line, which she launched, you know, in August and of, uh, two, you know, 2019, 2019. And it's been an amazing sensation and it's called Glowtopia. And I mean, you see stars using it, you see influencers using it. Like everyone is supporting it because not only of how amazing the product is, but because of who she is and how she believes in. And of course, I love that it's full, you know, it's not full of any kind of stuff. There's no harsh chemicals because as we all know, in the beauty world, so much stuff has like, you know, nasty chemicals and things you don't want, especially me as like a new mama and being pregnant. I love that she always keeps those things in mind with her own, you know, brand and everything she's doing. Honestly, I can't say enough about this woman. I'm going to bring her on and let her tell more of her journey. Diana Madison, welcome to my show, love. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. First of all, you inspire me. So I feel the same exact way about you um, as the words you said about me. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel like this has been long overdue. <laughs> long overdue. Oh my gosh. I, I am like beyond excited. We have been trying to make this happen and things finally aligned and we're both in quarantine and we're like, you know what? We can't do it in person. Let's just do it remote. And the joke is even this, like, cause you have, you know, you have a baby and now you're pregnant and I have a two-year-old and I have a four-year-old. Like, even to do the quarantine zoom was like challenging for our schedules totally challenging we've been like texting and trying to make it happen and the funny thing is is like we finally just got a place to record in person with Ali Lasky you know your publicism friend and we were able to like schedule it and then literally it all went down was like oh sorry we have to cancel and it's like oh my gosh no but we made it happen I know I was actually really excited to meet you I know I agree <laughs> we will definitely when this is over we'll be 100% hanging out and you know getting to, to know each other and you know record again and all that good stuff but I'm so grateful to have you on the show today I feel like I've met you sometimes we 
follow you on social. We talk all the time. I'm always reposting things that you post because they inspire me. So for those that like obviously don't know you, which I'm sure it's very small, but for those that don't, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Diana Madison other than, you know, in your bio and how Dream Big has not only just been your show, but it's kind of been like, you know, I would say like part of your life and your mantra. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I've always been like a firm believer, like you could do whatever you want in your life. And, you know, when I was starting out as a host, like I, you know, I graduate college, you graduate college and you're like, I'm ready to take on the world. And then like you come to Hollywood and they're just like, sit your ass down. You're, you know, you got long way to go to do what you want to do. And I just didn't like believe in that. You know, I started working for entertainment tonight. I was there for two years straight out of college. I had interned there during college. So they hired me as soon as I graduated. And it was just this hierarchy system. It was kind of the system of like, they had a certain look in mind of like what the host would look like and the demographics they would be hitting. And like being Armenian, American, uh, looking the way I do, you know, it's which is like very unique. I didn't see that there was a room for me there at entertainment tonight. And if I did want to be a host, I would have to move to some small town in some part of the country that no one's ever heard of and work my way up from like market 100 to come to entertainment tonight one day. And I'm born and raised in LA. All my family's here in LA. And I just like, I'm a city girl. If I'm moving anywhere, it's New York, Miami. (laughs) I am not moving to some small town where, you know, there is, you know, I'm just not that small town girl. And YouTube had just launched. It was in beta. And I literally did not know what I was doing. This is the beauty of a story. Like I didn't know I was going to create a digital media studios, which I actually just sold in November to TV one radio one. I didn't know I was going to do all that and have a staff of 70, um, doing content, 150 shows a week. Like I did not know I'm going to have my own online talk show. I just wanted to be a host. Entertainment tonight was never going to hire me. And actually recently I saw an old producer, friend of mine, she was a top producer there. And she said, Diana, the best thing you did was leave there because they would never have hired you for the way you looked and like who you are and your background. And they were like, they're just, they were just not going to hire you. There's a certain look they have in mind. And if you look like that, you get the job. Right. Um, so I was like, wow. Cause I always like questioned what would have happened if I stayed and stuff. And then when I heard that, I was like, I made the good decision to leave. So when I was there, I had to follow my intuition. I was like, what am I doing here? It's two years. They're not putting me on camera. It's a little bit different now because ET has launched a digital like section to the, like the show. So I think now if you were starting out, I think they're more open to diverse people like myself. Uh, and they have an online platform, but like, this is when I started, it was 10 years ago. There was no online platform and it was like, do the old ways of the way you have to do it to be on camera. And I was just like, no, I'm like, I'm not going to like move to some small town and wait 10 years. Like this is my home. LA is my home. So I left entertainment tonight and I started a YouTube channel and I didn't start a YouTube channel to be a YouTuber because it wasn't like that 10 years ago. There was cat videos on YouTube. There was some <laughs> prank videos. There wasn't like people doing interviews. That was just kind of unheard of. But I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get a manager. I'm going to try to get an agent. Guess what happens? You try to get a manager, an agent, you're going to get the same talk back to you. You're too green. You're too like new. You don't have experience. And I was like, what's too green? They're like, you don't have any experience. So then I'm like, well, let me try to make experience. 
So I went on YouTube, started doing interviews, started calling up all my friends that had met at Entertainment Tonight to get me on the red carpet. And guess what? People were very supportive. And people were like, I don't understand what you're doing, but let me get you on the carpet. And that's how my career started. I started doing red carpet interviews with anybody who would talk to me. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, one premiere, I was next to the trash can. I couldn't get Josh DeMille, but I got his mom to talk to me. And that was my <laughs> big thing. You know, I would take anything that was thrown, thrown at me. And like, you know, they say, like, take all the bricks that are thrown at you and try to make a castle with it. Like, I was, like, literally trying to make a city with it. I'm like, I'll try, I'll do anything. I'll Amazing. Do, I was literally hustling on these red carpets. And eventually came to a point, and this is the interesting thing about life, is you kind of conquer your dream and you're like, huh, you're like, I did this. It's not that big enough for me. Like, what's next? And I've always wanted to have a talk show like Oprah because I grew up worshiping her. And once again, like, I'm not going to get a show on a network TV. I'm not that famous. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the, the rules I created with Holly Scoop because Holly Scoop ended up blowing up and becoming really huge. I was like, I'm going to start doing it online. Like, why the hell not? I'll just call up some of my friends that I've made now in the industry. Um, you know, a lot of people in Hollywood trusted me. They knew that if they came and did my show, I wasn't going to like humiliate them. I wasn't going to, you know, um, show them in a bad light, a bad spirit. So people trusted me. And I think that's really important in any industry you're in to build trust in your network. Um, so I started to do the online one-on-one interviews and it took off. And that is how I got like big exclusives like Mariah Carey, Amanda Bynes' first sit down. Um, I was able to get that through the relationships I've built with these people throughout the last, like, you know, it's been, when I launched the one-on-one show, it was five years ago. So throughout the, you know, five years of being in the industry, I had built a good network of friends. Um, And then I just started branching out. Like, so I had met Kim Kardashian 10 years ago when I had just started Holly Scoop and we became friends. We bonded over being Armenian. And then like three years ago, I had the idea of creating a beauty competition show and I was like, who would I want to, you know, work with on this project? And I was like, you know, Kim would be good for this project. So I took it to Kim. She loved it. We executive produced it. Glam Masters for Lifetime. Unfortunately, um, it lasted a season. We, we never got like a no for second season. We never got a yes. The president got fired when we were doing it. And so oh, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, that happens. So this like world is so weird. If like the yeah, president it happens all the time. So I'm like, Oh, Hollywood. It's right. like, if the president the like crazy. Show and he puts it on air. And like, if he gets fired when you're there, good luck for a season two. So that's <laughs> kind of what happens. To us. But I got to tell you something. So when you said I'm an actress, the funny thing is I never thought one day in my life, I would have that title under my name. First of all, I grew up in a very traditional Armenian family. Like even for me to be on camera was kind of like, whoa, Um, you know, my last name was Mac Poppy and I cut it down to Madison because it was just easier to pronounce. And they were like, whoa. And then, um, and then what happens is I create the show Glad Masters as a opportunity for me to host a show. Cause I was like told by my agent at the time at a very big agency that Diana, if you want to host a show, create your dream show you want to host. So dream big, right? I'm like, I love makeup. I love beauty. I would love to host a beauty competition show. So I create it. Kim's on board. Take it to Lifetime. They buy it. They're like, we love everything about it, but we don't like you. So they were like, you're not hosting the show. And I was devastated. I was devastated. And they were like, we're going to go with a famous actress. And they had a whole list of things they needed checked off in a box. 
for the host. And I was so sad. I was so devastated. And even though I ended up loving the host because I thought she was an amazing person and I really ended up loving her, I couldn't help but be devastated because I created this show as a vehicle for me to host. And I literally thought this was my big break. I'm like, this is my big break that I've been working my whole life for. And I was actually pregnant with my son. So I was kind of where oh. you're at. You know, you're already emotional as yeah, is. Yeah, you're vulnerable. Yeah. You're vulnerable. And imagine getting kicked on the floor like that by some head of a network who thinks they're, you know, they're the best Beat thing me. that God invented. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wish that part of Hollywood could change, you know, after this whole coronavirus thing. I hope people could get more humble because it's one thing to be like, no. And it's one thing to like throw people on the floor and like tell them like all these awful things. So like, you're not famous enough. You're not relevant enough. Like I heard it all three months pregnant with my son, Christian. So that was two years ago, which was awful. Long story short. I walked out of that meeting pregnant, hormonal, emotional, being like, well, fuck this shit. Maybe I should, you know, become an actress too. Sorry, I just cussed on your show. Oh, no, you're fine. I love, the, I love the realness. Right. I was like, well, fuck this shit. Maybe I should start acting. And it literally started off of like, kind of like me being like, and it was kind of like the same attitude I had when I left Entertainment Tonight. I had that same attitude. I'm like, well, fuck this shit. They're not going to put me on camera. I'm going to put myself on camera. Right. And I feel like every time I get pissed off like that, something insane happens in my life. So I walked out of there like, fuck this shit. I'm going to try acting. And I start taking acting classes in secret. And I don't really tell much like many people because the couple of people I did tell, they start judging. They're like, well, I don't get it. You're an actress now. Like, and also like here I am pregnant, right? So it's like not a lot of people are going to take you serious because they're going to look at you and be like, she's lost her mind. Right. She's wandering here. What's happening? Right, right. With a bump. Like, what's wrong with her? Especially a place like Hollywood, which is like, you know, all based on vanity and based on youth, right? So here I am in my 30s with a two-year-old and a two-month-old baby in my belly being like, I'm going to be an actress. Um, So I feel like people were were like, like, what the fuck is this girl on? She's probably lost her marbles, right? But one person actually listen to me because I started talking to like look at this point I've built a big network of amazing friends in Hollywood so I asked one of my friends I said hey you make movies and he's like yeah I'm like I want to act now and I'm like I'm taking this very seriously he's like how serious are you taking I'm like well I'm doing weekly classes which I was I was doing weekly classes for a year as a side hobby and I'm like and I really am starting to enjoy it and he because you know it started from this like place of like you know, I'll get you guys back type of like beaver vendetta situation. But I actually ended up realizing that like, wow, I like acting. This is like something that I'm passionate about. And I had no idea until my early 30s to realize that I like acting, right? Because most of the time you do that when you're 18, 17. (laughs) So my one friend listened, his name is Danny A. And he's like, okay. And he for one year didn't really talk to me about it. Like, all right. One year later, he calls me up. He's like, hey, I've got this movie I'm doing in New York with uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler from Sopranos, David Arquette, and um, Jennifer Esposito. It's called Mob Town. And I feel like you could play a really good mobster, like a mobster wife. And I was like, oh my God, count me in. Yes, I would totally do this. So I flew to New York. I was there for two days. I had three lines. But let me tell you something. I was like in awe. Like I was, I felt like it was just such a magical time for me being on set, seeing how the movie came alive. Like you have to understand, like my days were like 
in the office with my staff morning till night creating five minute videos for social media for youtube for aol for amazon like day in and day out and being on the set and seeing how slow things were and how like one scene took like two days to do and like it was kind of magical and it was like so different from the world i was in and i had fun like dressing up getting into the hair and makeup of like the woman in the 1950s uh because i played a housewife in the 1950s who was married to a mobster and it was just so fascinating. I was fascinated by everything. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do more of this. And I, you know what? It's the intention you put out there, Allie. Um, when you put that intention out there, things just start rolling to you. But you have to really surrender to it and not be so attached. Because I wasn't so attached to acting. I've been attached to hosting. Um, and I've been attached to running the company. Acting started taking off for me without me. Not that I saw I'm not trying, but like, it's just like, start opportunity started coming to me um i had a friend that i've known for 10 years and he worked for the academy awards but out of nowhere since i started acting he's like you should come to the oscars you're acting now and i'm like yeah i should you know but i was friends with him for over 10 years and he never offered to invite me to the oscars so i ended up going to the oscars two years ago because my friend's like now you're acting diana you should be here and I ended up meeting, you know, people by accident at the bar. And long story short, they were like, you're funny. You should be in my next movie. And it's stuff that you hear and you read in magazines about how people started. You're like, ah, I don't think that really happens anymore. But no, it really does happen. <laughs> so yeah, um, so I was supposed to film my second movie in August in London. Uh, I talked to the producer and he said, I don't think it's going to happen in London anymore, but it's definitely still on to be filmed in the U.S. So God willing, we'll see what happens. But through this whole coronavirus, I'm actually realizing that like God willing, because I was never like such a believer in things like with the divine power as much as now, because I can like plan as much as I want. And the reality is like, I have no control over anything, you know? Right. But what I do have control over is like how I handle situations, how I deal with situations. So like I am working now still as if I would be working in, you know, my office. I am working at home. Obviously there's the two kids, but business as usual, like you just can't stop. You just have to alter and shift the way you do things. Like now I'm doing a lot of Instagram lives, which is, you know, why I will have to get off the call in, you know, 30 minutes. But this wasn't part of my curriculum before, but now I'm like, okay, Diana, we need to alter. We need to shift. We need to move Instagram live. It is. And I think what anybody listening out there, it's really important to not get so stuck on things, but have those big dreams and big visions and work towards it, but don't get too stuck on it because if it doesn't happen, it, it could be very devastating. And since I've been there where I was so devastated, um, of not getting something that I was like, this is my big break. Uh, I know how that feels. So just go out there, go there and just put your best work, your put on the best show. And if it happens, it happens. If it not, there's another door that will open and it might actually even be bigger than you imagine. Because I ended up getting so much attention for doing this movie, which I only had three lines. And I think the reason I was getting a lot of attention is because people were like, this YouTuber is now getting into acting. And I don't think there's like too many YouTubers that have done that transition. There have been some, some, but it's not, I think YouTubers, sometimes they get like pigeonholed in just YouTube. So I started getting all this attention from women's wear daily and the local press in LA, like with Sam Rubin, I went and did his show and Fox 11, like people were calling me because they were seeing on social media, I'm posting about this movie and they're like, Diana's in a movie, you know, 
the like Fox 11 news reporter, Aroxia, she's a friend of mine. She's like, you're in a movie. You got to come and do Fox 11 news. So I got all this attention from this movie I did that I got, that I had three lines. And it literally, it was because of the reason, the fact of like, you know, I got that big rejection three years ago. Well, and I love that you share that because I think that so many, you know, entrepreneurs and young, you know, girls and guys that are coming up in the world and wanting to, you know, do all these different amazing things, look at someone like you and are like, oh my God, look at all the amazing things, you know, she's doing, look at all the things in her career, but they don't know the messiness behind the scenes. They don't know oh, the heartache. So Hollywood is so messy and you know this because you, you are in Hollywood. It is messy and it's, oh, it's difficult. So messy. It's so yeah. fun though. It's so fun. Once you're like able to do stuff, it's amazing and fun, but it's messy and it's cutthroat and it's like you're swimming with sharks. I have to be honest, like with the beauty world, because I launched Diana Madison Beauty and I'll explain to you how I launched that because I wasn't even planning on doing anything like that. It happened all because of a need when I was pregnant with Christian. So with, uh, actually when I, yeah, I had just had Colette. So with the beauty world, everybody, I think it's because it's run by women, to be honest. The beauty world is very accepting. They're excited. They want to know what you're doing. They want to try it. They want to know if it could help them. Like this is a type of atmosphere the beauty world is. And I wish like more industries could follow the beauty industry because the beauty industry is setting these amazing guidelines of how an industry should be you know? Right. And, well, and, I, and I do believe, right? right? Like the mom world is the right. exact same way I learned when I became a mom. I couldn't believe the amount of support and, oh, how can I work with you and, you know, share this with you and collaborate. And I was like, oh my gosh, I went from the fashion celebrity styling world entertainment to nobody wanting to help me and be there for me. And same thing, kick me and this and that to this supportive community. Like, what is this? It felt like a twilight zone. No, it's such an amazing feeling. I know the mom world, the influencer world, the beauty world, I feel like they all kind of like work with one another. It's like kind of like all one, to be honest yeah. in my head. But like, it's it's a supportive, collaborative world. Like, let's support one another. And people are genuinely excited. Like, I'm excited that you're pregnant. You're about to have your kid. Um, I, I have never met you, but I see your post and I'm like, I'm genuinely excited for you. Uh, I was like genuinely like worried for you because I'm like, she's going to deliver during the coronavirus. Like, poor oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's like, I feel like Hollywood is literally like cutthroat, like, you know, but there's a lot of amazing people you'll meet in Hollywood too. Like, you know, my friend Danny A who put me in his movie, like he's an amazing person. Like he believed in me being three months pregnant hormonal. It was like, was like, yeah, I'll put hi, you in my movie. Hi. Colette, mom, mom life. Mom life. As I'm talking mom life. Very adorable. Oh my God, I, I, I actually came in the closet because I was like, no one's going to come and bother hi. me here. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Mommy's in the podcast. Mommy's in the podcast. Should I say hi? Okay, hi. but they can't see you, Colette. Come on. Um, so yeah, isn't that funny that I came to the, the, like literally come the closet to do this podcast. And of course the kids found me. Yeah, of course. But you know what? Listen, I love it because script is all about being real and raw. And it's like true hashtag mom life that they're like showing up like, Hey mom, we want to make an appearance too. I have to do this podcast. I'm in, in five minutes. No. Oh my God. <laughs> It's all good. It's you know, this, has been, this has been challenging. Oh god, this has been challenging trying to work from home, watch the kids. I don't know yeah. how you're doing right now, but 
Yeah, no, but, just, but I mean, but again, this is the realness, the messiness, the behind the scenes that nobody really shares or talks about. And that's why, like, you know, with my podcast, like I want people to see that and to hear that and to understand that because that is life and you're still dreaming big and doing everything that you want to be doing even with those challenges. And I think that's like the biggest message to send to those that want to be, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, our moms and want to be doing other things than just being a mom. It's like, you can do it. But like you said, it shifts, it's balances, it's figuring it out. And it's, and it's just going with it, especially with what we're dealing with right now. Right. Especially right now and prioritizing things, I think is really important, but you know, like, and that's the thing. So many people, have this idea of what moms should be. And I have people tell me to my face, like I had a meeting with this producer recently and he's like, I don't get it, Diana. Like you're a mom, you've got a husband. And then you leave at nights to go to these events, these dinners. Cause you know, we do a lot of those influencer dinners. Of and events. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah. And what, where are you getting at? <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm waiting for like the end of like your, is it a question? Is it a statement? I'm trying to understand where you're getting at. And I think we, are doing a great job of reprogramming in people's minds what moms should look like in 2020, you know, what moms should be doing in 2020. Because I don't feel like just because you have a kid, your life is over, you can't dream big, like, fuck that shit. If you want to do something, you do it and you figure out a way to do it. Obviously, things change when you become a mom. It's not the same as when you're, you know, single. But you figure it out. And I think women are great multitaskers and we know how to multitask better than anything. So I feel like you could be able to do it. And when I had Colette four years ago, I got this really bad case of eczema. I had came to Coachella and Coachella is kind of like that thing I do every year with my friends. So I had just had Colette. She was six months old. I decided to come to Coachella because I needed that break from the kid and I needed that time for myself, which I always think is very important. And I don't think it's selfish at all. I think every mom needs that break when they need it. And they know when they're at their breaking point. So I came to Coachella with my husband and friends. I got a bad case of eczema. And I went to a local dermatologist. And they were like, oh, you got to keep hydrating your skin and start looking into clean beauty. And I was like, wait, what the hell is clean beauty? Because four years ago, clean beauty wasn't like a hashtag. So I went to the local Rite Aid and I was not impressed what I saw, to be honest, because it wasn't just about the products being effective. I'm like, ew, like I would never put Cetaphil in my bathroom counter and take a picture of it and post it on Instagram and tell everybody I'm using it. I would hide that shit underneath. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, where's the aesthetic? Where's like everything else that goes along with it? Yeah. And I wasn't impressed and I got the idea in my head. And obviously I was working on Glam Masters at that time too. So the beauty world was like in my head. I got that idea in my head, but I didn't really act upon it. Then I started like buying products or like looking at the products because the dermatologist said, look in the back of the boxes, right? I look at the back of the boxes and I'm like, wait up. All these products that I use as skincare have fillers in there, have silicone in there. That's not good. Like this one face oil that I was obsessed with, I was using, had silicone in there and I'm using it day and night. And I'm like, no wonder my skin breaks out. So I was like, this needs to be done better. Conversations need to be made about this. People need to be talking about this. And that is how I created Diana Madison Beauty because I was like, there needs to be more clean products out there. More people need to be talking about it. And I want to use products that I want to use 
products that make me feel good, look good, and I'm going to be proud to put on my bathroom counter and take a picture of it, post it on Instagram. <laughs> and that is how it started. So the first product is named, the name is Glotopia. It's a face oil. And it has prickly pear seed oil, which is the gold of the beauty world. And I use the product as is day and night. You can mix a drop or two in your foundation or moisturizer. A lot of celebrity makeup artists like Raquel Lizama, who does Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Lala Anthony, he mixes a drop or two in the foundation. And he loves the product because he says it's not oily like other oils, like it dries quickly. And that's because of the prickly pear seed oil. And a prickly pear seed oil itself is really expensive and hard to get because it's brought in from Morocco. So a lot of brands don't use it, but I was able to like come up with this like cool blend. Um, and yeah, I'm just really proud of this product. I just love when I hear good reactions from people saying like, it's really hydrating my skin. I have really dry skin. Um, I love that people are using it on their lips, on their hands now, because obviously with the coronavirus, you can't yeah. so like multiple uses with it. Right. I use it on my hair. I use it on my body. Like, here's the thing. It's three ingredients in there. There's not much in there. So it's as clean as it gets. Um, and I don't know. I'm just really proud of it. Like, I'm proud to put my name on it. And I created it as a dedication to moms out there because, listen, I was at a point, just had Colette, hormonal, um, had a little postpartum, like mild. I just wasn't feeling beautiful wasn't feeling myself. And now I have this bad case of eczema on my eyelids, on my face. It was awful and all over my skin, my body. And by the way, I was at Coachella. So my Coachella was over. I couldn't even go anywhere. Oh, and I was just kind of like, I was not in a good place. And that oil literally wasn't just symbolic for me. It's not just an oil. It's not just a product. It's, it's a lifestyle of like, feeling good about myself after having a long day with the kids and being burned out and tired. Because as parents, as moms, we give all our to our kids. As we're saying this, Colette's trying to knock down the door. Of course. So she's, you know, we do our best. We give our all. And at the end, we're depleted. Right. That's so this right. product for me is like that five minutes in the morning when I come out of the shower, it smells like you're in a spa. It makes me feel good about myself. And at night too, before I go to bed. Well, and I love that. And I love the story behind that because I need to try it myself being especially. I'm going to send you one. So send me your dress when we get off the call and I'll send you one. Oh, you're so sweet. I, I, I see everyone using it. I've seen your beautiful campaign and I love that it came out of a need. And especially the fact that, you know, you did it as a new mom, because again, I think that's such a great message to send to other moms. is like, you can still create, you still can be yourself. You still can do things. And for me, like, you know, as a new mom to Amelia, you know, who's turning to today, I just remember my skin, same thing. I had horrible cystic acne after my birth. I felt so, you know, not pretty. I felt like I lost my identity. How could I, you know, be a mom and be out there doing styling and everything I'm doing? My skin looks terrible. I'm going to events and feeling horrible. And I just love that for you, it was like, I made this, I created it. It's a need for me and others. And you also inspire by putting, putting it out there. And again, go back to the dream big message because of who you are and what your own brand and now Glotopia Diana Madison beauty brand, you, you know, does for you. And I just think that like, that's a huge message that's about you across the board. And I love that, you know, from the beginning, you've said, you've kind of always 
been told no. And yet you're like, I'm going to freaking do it anyways. And I'm going to make it work. And like, you know, and this is how I'm going to do it. And you create your own lane. And I think that that is huge because so many are afraid to just do it and create. Yeah. I feel like in this day and age, no one is going to know what you want to do. No one's going to, you really have to create your own lane. And sometimes it's creating things that have never existed before or rules that never applied before. Like it's a beautiful age where anything goes, anything can happen. Well, and I love, I love that because I think that like you said, 10 years ago, like same with me with styling, I've been doing that for almost 12 years. And I remember in the beginning, it was like, Oh, who are you? You have no experience. Oh, you know, no, you can't style so-and-so or no, we're not interested or no, we're not going to pay you. And then all of a sudden I was getting, you know, these D listers who were turning B listers. Cause you never know what can happen in Hollywood. And right. then were calling me oh my god so-and-so got my best dressed because of you and blah 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 you know and it was like oh my god like I'm freaking finally breaking through this world but I went through the same thing of like the push downs and the nose even with this podcast people are like why are you starting a podcast you're a celebrity stylist you're a mommy influencer you're this you're that and I'm like yeah but I and these like pigeonholing type of conversations are like the most annoying thing for me are they yeah, it's just when I started with the acting thing, that's what everybody's saying. And now everyone's like, oh, you're an actress. Oh, you did a movie. And it's funny because, like, when I started, everyone's like, really, Diana, you've been hosting this whole time. Now you're going to try to get into acting. You're not an actress. They, like, sit your ass down, literally. And now those so people are like, wow, you're actually doing it. Well, and I think that's kind of the F you to everyone is like, you're actually doing it. And like, for you, it's like dream big, like you're just making it happen. And I think at the end of the day, it's like really realizing that like so many of us do go through these no's and these pigeonhole conversations and these put downs of you're not going to be this and you're not going to be that. And instead of letting it take you down, you take that as a vehicle and go, Oh, really? Watch me. Right. Right. And like, you know what? And also I feel like something I've done wrong is take things so personal. Yeah. I'm I'm guilty of that too. I'm learning that like, it's just business. It's not personal, but at the same time now I know my standards. So I'm working on a scripted show that I envision myself acting in. And let me tell you something. There's no more conversations about, we love this idea. We'll take it, but we don't want you. Guess what? You either want me with the project or the project's not happening because I do know what's a great idea, but you know, that's what I've learned too now. Like I have to stand up for myself. And I think that's another great message because I think so many, especially women are afraid to stand up to, you know, others, especially in big, you know, Hollywood and all these different industries. And it's like, no, you should, because you deserve what you deserve and you know what you deserve and you know, like, you know, like how hard you've worked, especially for you being in this industry for so long and all these different, you know, you know, businesses you've done and you know lanes you've created for yourself and all these things you're like no I freaking worked my ass off to get here so I'm going to continue to dream big and do what I'm you know what I'm doing and I think that's a huge message to send out to the world of like just continue to dream big it may not all happen but you will definitely get some things like you said off of it and some things are going to be surprises that you would never expect like your movie you just did like you would have never thought three lines and during this quarantine I wrote this script for a scripted show I never thought I was going to be in this position now to write a script like that was not in my agenda but you know what I'm noticing a lack of diversity on tv and film 
And I guess I need to create content to see more people that look like me on air. Right. Exactly. But see, you keep seeing things as like, you know, a need and like kind of like a loophole, whereas others are like, oh, well, that's not there. So I can't do it. It's like, you know, I was intimidated years ago. It was like, you know, oh, you know, I'm a you know white chick with, you know, bright red hair from New York, super loud. And people are looking at me like, who is this chick trying to, you know, come in and do this and do that. And then finally it was like, oh, but you know, you are an expert and oh, you know, you do know this and you do know that. But it's just so funny, especially in our industries, how much you have to prove and how much you have to like, you know, really get them to be like, oh, are you listening? Are you paying attention? Cause I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. I, I feel like other industries are not as difficult, but the thing is, like, our industry is hard, but it's more fun, right? <laughs> right. So um, true. So true. I think, like, no matter what you do, just follow your passion and just follow your intuition and your gut. Like, we're also, women have that intuition. It's innate in us. And it's like, you've got to follow it. No one to walk. No one to stay. Sometimes I have to know one to shut up, you know? I'm like, <laughs> it's hard for me to shut up. But sometimes I need to know whether to shut up. But I think like the most important thing is just follow your passion and go into the world of no attachments and put the intentions out there. I'll come to you. Yes. And I think those are such good messages because, you know, again, so many feel like, oh, I'll never be able to do this, or this is so daunting, or, you know, what's going to happen with this? And it's like you said, like, you just have to go for it. You have to know that you may get knocked on your ass quite a few times, but that you have to go for it and try to create your own lane and, you know, do what you want to do because you only live once. Right. And especially now we're all living in this time of this pandemic. It's like shows you how fragile and how sensitive life is and there's no guarantees. And it's like, okay, you need to just do what you believe you want to do. And I agree with you. Like when I became a mom, that strength, that intuitiveness, all of it, really took off for me. And I really believe like now is when I'm really pushing for things because I'm like, no, not only do I know my worth and know who I am, but like, I feel that intuitiveness. I feel that inspiration that comes from being a mom and, you know, you know, having all these things to do, but being like, no, but I will still do it. And I think you're so amazing at that with having your two kids, especially right now being home and homeschooling and everything you're doing and still working. I just think that's like an, a beautiful message to send out to everyone. Like you still can do it. It's harder, but you still can do it. And you said like, you know, you can shift priorities and make things happen. And you know, it's, I just think that that's like huge to put out there, especially to my mom community, because I know so many moms who are just like, oh my gosh, but how do I do that? So, you know, I know we have to wrap things up here, real mom life and everything. I have to get ready, Amelia ready for her second birthday. You have to get back to your family. But, um, you know, what would be just last tips and gems you'd want to share with my audience before I let you go? I think just dream big and just don't take no for an answer, no matter how dark that tunnel gets and how long that tunnel is. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to like ride the wave. Uh, I love that. That's such like beautifully said. And babe, of course, we're going to have in the show notes. So plug yourself, tell us where we can find you, where we can find the amazing Glotopia, all of that. You could follow me at Diana Madison and for Diana Madison beauty, follow on Instagram at Diana Madison beauty or log on to dianamadisonbeauty.com. And on podcasts, you can find my podcast dream big by Diana Madison.
amazing. Thank you so much, love, for being on. This was such an inspiring way to start my day. I know everyone's going to be inspired as well and dream big. Until next time, guys, cheers. Bye.